Welcome back Galactic Groovers. Just a quick word that the editing is different and I'm making changes. The app has made it a little difficult to do certain things and also feel free to fast forward through ads. I don't expect you to listen to anything you don't want to. And I hope you're all well and I'm excited to put this out and there is a new work in progress song at the end. ad insert for myself for Grooving Goddess for the new year but in brief just to throw a little bit out there since I know I'm about to have some new listeners I want to share with you that I do a variety of services at this point I have expanded my consciousness anchoring journeys I now do a journey into Gaia a journey to the animal realm so those are other options you can pursue I do mediumship animal communication uh magic manifestation which yes could be considered sex magic and um readings of a variety i do gaia sessions where you are given a safe place container space to unburden yourself and have someone receive your sorrow your experiences your pain with love and transmutation so you can go to my square booking site the link is on my link tree and book your own appointment today and remember if you sign up for the $20 patreon tier you get a free service every month the only service not included in that is the consciousness attunement which is a longer service so that is why it is excluded welcome back listeners it's andrea land your grooving goddess I'm going to have to stop and pause and check this and listen back. I've had a strange January. Um, I knew this would be a period of activation, integration, and soul retrieval for everyone. And that would come in various forms. Some people are having big tower moments. Some people needed quiet and solitude, like me. Um... You know, all sorts of variety of that. But part of what's happened for me is during my hibernation, I became aware of certain physical things going on that I need to deal with. And one of the things that developed is that I cannot put anything in my ear holes. I can't put anything over my ear holes. So there's no headphones or uh, wireless earbuds or wired earbuds with a mic happening. So it's just me and talking into this phone. Uh, it really would not improve things for me to hook up the pro mic through the adapter to my phone because it's not a stable connection. So hopefully this is all hunky dory. 
And I just took a listen and it is hunky-dory, or at least as hunky-dory as it needs to be. There have been some wacky tech glitches over this last month, especially the last week. <laughs> um, Mercury, the Mercury shadow, post-shadow is always a thing, but I guess there's some stuff happening with Neptune and it's making things all freaky, but I'm not an astrologer, so... Go listen to some of my astrologer friends that I respect highly. I have been examining what I want to do with my scheduling, my structure, my work and rest and recreation time, my involvement in things, my disinvolvement in things. Uh, my feelings about how some other people behave or treat me, how I treat them, relationships, so many things. And there have been major revelations in my personal experience with my youngest kid, especially, and also about myself. One of the things I want to say that is funny, I have heard people for the last four years, and I had this realization just the other day, because I occasionally say, um, and I'm aware that I do that. I'm also aware that there's this, <laughs> maybe that should be the title of this episode. <laughs> People will be going, what the hell? <laughs> um, the anti-um movement. But what's so funny is that everyone has those little language ticks. They are words or sounds that they make as they're getting their thoughts out, unless they have everything written down and scripted in front of them. So they're just reading from something and know what they're going to say and don't need any pauses. They interject certain words. One of those for me is so I will do that often. And I hear people do that, but it's so funny to me <laughs> that the people who will spend probably hours editing out any ums they might do Here's how they might express that thought. So like, I hate it when people say, um, it's just like, so annoying. Like, don't they hear themselves? You see what I did there. And I'm not picking on the people who use like as an interjector either. It's just an example of why I don't give a shit about any time that I say, um, or so, or, you know. I think those are my most frequent. Part of the reason I don't use like so much anymore is that I grew up in California and I helped invent that Valley Girl shit. So I kind of expunged it from my language patterns when I had kids because I heard all of these other kids using it as uh, an interjection for cursing or pauses or whatever. <laughs> bananas. So to all the anti-ummers out there, I apologize for the fact that I will say um now and then. And that was just my dog snorting in agreement. You probably didn't hear that. So there's my interjector. I've really been thinking about what I want to do with season five. And I don't know if it'll happen for this first episode necessarily in any sort of structure, but 
going forward, I, I think I might like to have certain segments that I feature, maybe every other episode, and then in between that, um, have guests. I don't know. I might start doing shorter card reading episodes in between. It's just all a matter of how much creative energy I have with the Patreon, with whatever the solar weather happens to be doing, which thankfully is taking a break. So I have enough energy to do this. It depends on a lot of things, but one of the things that I do know is that during this process of disintegration for integration, I've figured out that there are certain things I, I want to talk about uh, that have changed in my spiritual journey. Uh, and ugh, gosh, the word journey is becoming such a trope. And so is path. I don't even know what to call it anymore. I think I'll just call it in my weird, in my, my consciousness weird, in my multidimensional experience of human consciousness that I happen to be having right now in this expression of my fractalized self. Wow, was that a sentence? But I also want to address difficult subjects and topics a little bit the way I did on Call Me Karen, but from a maybe more elevated or examining perspective. Things like, and these are heavy, so content warning, but things like domestic homicide, domestic violence, our society's obsession with true crime, how all of this just creates more violence and makes us numb to it so that it continues and it's not properly brought to justice. It's not understood in a way where people seem to get that whether they are viewing something from a perspective of being disgusted by it or viewing something from a perspective of loving it, they're getting the same physical, hormonal, neurological reactions in their body and that that affects your consciousness and that that affects our ability to co-create this universe. So it will be interesting to see what season five becomes going forward. I, I really admire and have enjoyed certain podcasters that are not necessarily, uh, metaphysical or woo, but more mainstream as we would call it. Although as we've all noticed the metaphysical and the spiritual, it is all sliding its way into the mainstream, which is ironically making the people who have been the outliers and the, less accepted alternative spirituality people, it's kind of making them uncomfortable because it's like, ugh, now they're going to take that. It's like they're, oh no, they're going to gentrify spirituality. But I have the exact opposite reaction to it because I feel like if we can at least get the bare minimum of what people who have been engaged in a spiritual 
enrichment, awakening, expansion for years who have made this their life or at least their pursuit in life as part of their holistic human experience, then they're going to get some mindfulness. They're going to get some tools. They're going to be more resonant at a frequency which aids in co-creation instead of completely fucking it up. That's the other thing too. I'm going to cuss as much as I want to. So if you're clutching your pearls right now, you know, um, you'll, you'll be okay. You'll get used to it. And the other thing I would say is that I may be explicit at times about sex, sensuality, all of the things that make us uncomfortable to talk about. I'm really happy so far with how this is going. One of the things I want to acknowledge, and I will probably, probably do a special little short episode for this after I put out this initial one, but I want to acknowledge all of the physical uh, gifts and metaphysical energetic gifts that have been bestowed upon me by my listeners and patrons to this podcast and those who support it. Other than advertising my podcast, my friend's podcast, etc., I'm I'm really I keep the anchor ad on there because I think it encourages other people to decide to podcast if they want to. But otherwise, I'm just really not interested in monetizing myself in that way. I really want this to be a crowd-supported, crowd-funded thing. And speaking of crowdfunding, I need more patrons. So if you were like, eh, why should I join at the $5 level? What am I going to get for that uh, when things are gatekept? So here's the good news. One of the things that I decided over my hiatus was that for the Patreon, the live weekly lives, that is for the $10 tier for them to be present for the live. And then the recordings are available to everybody. I'm going through my back catalog of lots of episodes in Patreon where I'm making it available to anybody who joins. So that is a way that you can support the podcast if you enjoy it. Another way you can support it is by booking readings. And I'll get to that a little bit later. But in the meantime, I'm seriously considering setting up a crowdfunding of some sort. I haven't exactly figured out what to help assist me in growing this business and getting some of the equipment upgrades and mm -hmm. things that I need, tools that I need that will make this process smoother and make the podcast better and make me better and make my services better and make the Patreon better. I am just so grateful though to everyone who has been supporting me all along and who listens. And I want to ask you as a listener, if you could do even one little thing to help support the podcast. Like if you don't want to join the Patreon or you don't want to Venmo me money, um, just share it, share an episode that you like, or if you don't feel comfortable sharing it, send it in a DM to someone else that you think would like it. 
reviewing it, following it on your podcast player and reviewing it. All of those things help me to get seen and heard. And that is what I need this year is to up the level of me being seen and heard. Because that's what brings in the growth for the Patreon, for the community, the Xanaduans, my Xanadu community, if you're new to me and my content. If you are new to me and my content, you should probably like jump back to maybe, I don't know, the first couple episodes, kind of get a, get a feel. I've definitely been through an evolution over the last four seasons of this podcast. The fact that I'm at season five is absolutely and completely attributable to, I just realized how loud the furnace was. It's all attributable, attributable to you, the listeners, the, the supporters, the patrons, the people who sent me stuff from my Amazon wish list, all of you. Everything that you do is why I keep creating this. And I have a lot more confidence in my ability to see the time algorithm fairly far ahead, to know where the energy is going, to have good advice for the practical world, not just the metaphysical and spiritual. And I really have a faith and trust in my interpretation and understanding of solar weather and geological, earth geological conditions. I have, over this last month, had so many validations of things that I said a long time ago were a thing that now the NASA's, the NOAA's, the professional scientists are acknowledging or coming out with or saying. And this makes what I'm doing valuable. One of the things that I will be working on this year is an app for grid workers, an app for all of us who feel what's going on on Earth and in space. And another project that I'm going to just throw out there because this is how I make myself accountable and get myself to do things is I need to write a book. I'm fully aware that I need to write a book. I probably need to write a lot of books, but the first one I need to write is about the connection between solar weather, our biology, and our spirituality, our consciousness. I believe that is the most helpful I could be. And it will also allow me to have something to point people towards so that I don't have to do all of the foundational teaching every time I talk about it. Uh, I really need to slowly extract myself from so much social media presence. As much as I, I love, I have to tell you, I love TikTok. I do. I enjoy it. I enjoy the people on there. I uh, value, I value all of it, but it just takes too much energy for me to do that stuff. So I'm continuing to work on that balance. But that is what life is about, isn't it? 
it's it's always about balance and figuring out what's best for ourselves. So I'm going to save this segment and then come back for more. But I think we're off to a good start for 2023 and for season five of Grooving Goddess. And I just want to thank you all for being here. So if any of you have any comments about like crowdfunding or what I could do differently, what I could improve, what you'd like to see me add, let me know. I really still feel that the audio medium, meaning that not recording video when I do this, is the best, most effective way for me to express myself and to get the message out there for people. If I lean too hard into the video, something gets lost. And we're on YouTube enough with Meow Podcast. So if you want to see my face, there's always the socials and Meow Podcast with my co-host, Serafina Blackman, her podcast, Fraggle Dashing with Serafina. All right. I just recorded a hilarious outtake and there's probably bullshit background noise outside, but I just want to throw in there very quickly that I forgot, I think, where I was meaning to, to make it clear that mama needs money to survive. Things are tough. Business is slower than I need to support my needs. And I know the universe is always looking out for me and that's all great. But the way you can help the universe help me is by booking services. So if you have wanted to get in uh, for a private session, now is the time to do that. Still some availability in February and of course for March. If you mention in the notes when you book your appointment that you heard this on the Grooving Goddess premiere, I will give you 20% off. So please, please, please book a session before I have to sell things. Like hopefully not my body, but at any rate, thank you so much. I'm Serafina. And I'm Andrea. Welcome, Welcome to, to Conscious Cronies Podcast. We are creating a safe space for other Conscious Cronies where we'll share wellness tips that actually work. With our combined experience of health challenges, we will shine a light on ableism and discrimination. And we'll share our spiritual journeys as health-challenged mystics. It's hard enough to manage disabilities without having a layer of disapproval and isolation on top of it. Even spiritual communities have ingrained ableism and shame those with disabilities through toxic positivity. Our experience is discounted along with our knowledge. But we want to change all of that by sharing our hearts, laughter, and occasional tears with all of you. Join, Join us, us in changing, changing the, the world. world. Now here's the point at which it would probably be wise to go back and listen to what I just said so I don't repeat myself, but I'm pretty clear about what I want to talk about. This period of disintegration, because I don't think 
we always tell, like everybody talks about releasing things or letting go and then about integration, but we don't talk about it kind of in the reverse. And I know sometimes when I'm trying to teach kids math or chemistry or other formulas, it can be helpful to go through the process in reverse. And the thing is, is disintegration or disintegrating parts of yourself that don't belong there anymore is happening simultaneously with integration. And this doesn't mean killing the ego or anything like that. It's more like renegotiating your contract, if you want to believe in soul contracts, or redesigning your created, co-created reality, deciding what you will accept into that and what you won't. And so those are the, the things that in these processes of solar activation, human activation, meteors and comets doing freaky shite, that those parts of us are activated and then atomized simply by us rejecting certain things or finally seeing certain things that we couldn't see or accepting things about ourselves that we were refusing to accept. So in the process of doing all of that, we might say, no, I don't like it when people I'm in relationship with throw a wet blanket on something I'm excited about or I love just because they don't like it or whatever reason they have in the moment. Or I'm not going to talk to any uh, romantic potential partners anymore that do not have the same level of commitment or desire to interact with me as, as I do them, or a reciprocity. It's choosing, I'm going to have this type of person in my life who has these wonderful qualities and I only want to talk to them and I feel like all other people are invisible now. It's uh, either restarting, repairing, or cutting off communication with different family members, perhaps. Changing jobs. All of these things are the process of integration and disintegration. And I'm sure you've noticed over the last month how many people, including yourself, have been experiencing their own versions of this and then outwardly how that is manifesting or materializing in the greater collective of humanity, the stuff going on on the planet. We tend to get very, I mean, I'm, I'm American, so I'm living from that perspective. And I can tell you that as a country, as a people, we tend to be very 
U.S. centric and, and we only focus on what's happening here, which is okay to some degree, but it also gives a limited perspective because then we think, oh man, things are so messed up here or things are the greatest here or things. So you don't have an accurate perception of what's really happening out there in the greater world. So I strongly encourage you, if you like reading news at all, like scrolling through your Google feed or whatever, uh, selecting international news, because you will find, oh, so many countries in the world <laughs> are going through a process of disintegration and integration and rebellion for better or worse, you know, whether they're the alt-right conservative, let's pretend we're endorsing freedom, but take away certain people's rights that aren't us who have the power. And then the other side of it, which is people that are tired of being oppressed and told what to do and um, forced to live in poverty or basically modern feudalism. I know that may sound extreme or like socialist ideals, but that really is how I view the capitalist economic structure. And it, it doesn't matter whether it's democratic or communist or whatever. It's just that, that root. It, it is feudalism. Very few people, even people right now who have a million dollars in the bank and make a hundred grand a year are worried and cutting back and experiencing their own version of deprivation or financial worry or disruption. And so what this has shown me over the last several years is how it really doesn't matter what country you're in. If you are below the top 10% of people in the world, you are in a feudal system. You have to do labor you don't want to do to live, to have the basic needs of food, shelter, medical care met. There, you know, there is no, there's no other safety net. And, and I know people like bootstraps and work, but you can become a, okay. Do you know how rare it is that that happens? And the fact that so many people who thought with their McMansions and their big fancy Escalades, their whatever the hell, even if I had the money, I wouldn't be living that way. So it's, um, I'm not a good expert on what's the latest thing, which is very unusual for a Taurus. I think illness and children and poverty perhaps made me this way. Like instead of making me more materialistic, which at one point I was in my twenties, especially I was, but instead of making me more materialistic, it made me less so. And it made me less impressed 
with money and status and wealth and all of those things and the accoutrement of the wealthy. Uh, honestly, the only wealthy privilege I would like to have is some decent fucking health care. Like, for instance, here's how they get you coming and going. All right. When you're in the feudal system and you are one of the feudal subjects of whatever fiefdom you happen to be in, whether you want to call that a county, a city, a state, a country, a corporation, an insurance company, they stick it to you as many times as they can and purposely extend out your medical care longer than it needs to be to get more money out of you and out of your insurance companies and the healthcare system overall. Whereas if I just had the privilege of healthy, wealthy health coverage, I would immediately get things taken care of, be seen immediately and be treated, you know, better. Period. That's just the truth. Tell me it isn't. Prove to me it isn't. Prove to me that people who can just pay cash for everything or people who never pay taxes, uh, that they're experiencing the medical system in the same way. Maybe, maybe in Canada or the UK where there's like national health, but even there, I'm pretty sure there's like private medicine, private doctors for the wealthy, the well to do. So I have this lump behind my ear and before anybody gets panicked, it's definitely not um, cancerous. It's benign. It's most likely a lipoma because uh, one of the things my alien body does is grows these little fatty tumors called lipoma. They're benign. They're usually like in between the skin and the muscle. So they're not super invasive, but depending on where they wind up, they can be uncomfortable and need to be removed. I'm one of the rare cases that happened to grow a giant one because I ignored a pain in my navel for 20 years um, because of the fat phobia exhibited by medical professionals throughout my life. So I didn't get any care. Actually, I guess, well, yeah, more than 20 years, really. Because I first noticed it over 30 years ago, and I had it removed four years ago. So you do the math. Uh, anywho, I, my doctor has already said, yeah, we need to biopsy that. And like, we all know I have the lump behind the ear. There's pictures of the lump behind the ear. But when I finally get my referral to the ENT after a week, and then they call me and then I make an appointment, I have an appointment in another week to go into the office to tell the doctor, look, there's a lump behind my ear. And for him to say, oh yeah, look, there's a lump. We better biopsy that. And then I have to leave after having given them the specialist copay, which I think is $45 a visit. And I know for some people that's probably not bad at all, but keep in mind, I pay for my health insurance every month too. I'm not getting any free shit. I have to go back again to get the biopsy. And then, and then guess what's going to happen after that? Then I'll have to go back to get the results of the biopsy. And I'm willing to bet you the, the million dollars I don't have. <laughs> I'm willing to bet you that there will have to be a fourth visit 
for me to get the damn thing removed and then a fifth visit to follow up after I get the damn thing removed. So that's five times, let's see, five times 50 would be 250. Uh, so five times 45 would be 225. So I have to spend $225 for something that could have been accomplished in maybe $90. It's infuriating. <laughs> it's, it's legitimately infuriating. And you know what telehealth has given them? An easy way to get more money out of you. <laughs> because even if I do like the consult thing or the follow-up thing or whatever thing on telehealth, I'm still going to pay 45 freaking dollars. Um, but <laughs> in the meantime, uh, this is what I mean by disintegration. This is an example of disintegration because this came up during this period of hibernation and integration and activation where I was made aware, hey, this lump that you noticed a year ago behind your ear and the way it happened is that my ears and my throat and everything, just like my tongue, everything was inflamed and pissed off at me. And I noticed that, oh, it hurts now to lay on this, this right side of my body. So I noticed that it was twice the size and, and causing me some discomfort. But instead of going, huh, well, I'm not going to bother because the doctors won't do anything and I'm sure it'll be fine. And doing that for 20 years and then having like, I don't know, a grapefruit removed from my head, <laughs> I decided, um, yeah. This is an experience I don't want to repeat, and I'm going to insist that it's taken care of, and that's what I'm doing. So that is how we transform past experiences and choose differently for our future experiences, and how we learn to say no to things that aren't good for us or that aren't enhancing our life. This last month, for the most part, was a series of me saying no to people. <laughs> no to all kinds of people. Just a lot of no. A lot of no, I'm I'm not going to do that. No, that is not right for me to do right now. And in fairness, the first three weeks of the year, I was asleep. Like literally had to sleep. I felt like I had some sort of hypersomnia and was only awake four to six hours a day, I would say, just enough to like eat, drink, go to the bathroom, maybe wash myself, <laughs> and then go back to sleep. But I needed that time and that rest for those things to be shown to me that I needed to say no to. And for me to release things that I didn't want to have anymore. And for me to have the new revelations and experiences. And integrate. When we're disintegrating things though. It can feel like life is falling apart. Or we're falling apart. Or the world is in a shambles. Or if you find any of that sort of black and white thinking coming into your consciousness. It's probably an in 
indication that you're going through a disintegration and also an integration process at the same time. So it gives you the opportunity to stop the thought train and go, is it really a shambles? Is everything as bad as I think it is? Is what's happening in my life now happening to me or happening for me? Uh, not to harp on the fatty tumor, but that's happening for me, not to me. You know, and I could, I could very well go into a pity party about it uh, because it's the thing that I have to deal with and nobody wants to do that, yada, yada. But in the perspective of my whole life and my history, it is monumental that I have said, nope, I refuse to tolerate this thing. Now that I'm aware of it, I refuse to tolerate this thing. And I'm going to choose differently for myself. And in doing so, I am helping change it for everybody else. And, and it really doesn't matter what it is, but you, you see my point. If, if you go immediately into black and white thinking that it's all or nothing, that you're a victim or a villain, and don't even get me started on villains, okay? Because some people, they are villains. They came into this life. It's what they decided to be. And while I can recognize the sanctity of their universal consciousness, if they chose in this life that they're going to be a bastard, it is not for me to sit there and go, oh, they're a broken person. We need to give them compassion. We need to uh, embrace them and we're all neutral and I, you know, I'm not down with that. I'm, I'm just not. And you know why I'm not? I realize we're not all the same. But if you put, let's say, a bunch of assault and abuse victims in a room and then somehow we're able to read their minds or put them on a lie detector where you find out whether they've been a perpetrator, whether they have violated others the way they were violated. I think it would be such a small percentage that I don't buy the hurt people, hurt people philosophy anymore. But at any rate, Try to look at your circumstances, your life, yourself, your feelings, your thoughts from a little more of a zoomed out perspective. And when things are hard, stop and ask yourself, what is it about this experience that's hard? And acknowledge that, observe it. But also, what are the potential benefits of what's happening right now. What could, what good could come out of this? And on the most basic level, a lot of people feel like, oh, well, that's spiritual bypassing or that's just, but, and I'm, I don't even remember the man's name. I will have to go look it up and put it in the notes, but there is a Holocaust survivor who wrote a book a long, long time ago that talks about finding meaning 
in your life. And finding meaning in your life is about taking the shitty things that happen and giving them a purpose going forward. Whether that purpose is you've learned to say no to this thing, you've experienced this, and so now you can help other people with this experience that you've had, or whether it makes you have a greater drive to strive for better for yourself, for your kids, for your community, whatever it it gives you, that is the purpose. And so it doesn't mean that you're saying, oh, well, I had a contract and so I agreed to be an abused uh, spouse for 20 years and bullshit. I don't think that's how it works at all. I think there's an outline and we come here and there's lessons to be learned. And sometimes not everybody is getting the lesson right. That's honestly what I think happens more so than this was all meant to be. But whatever it is that you have been through, if you can take that thing and acknowledge. And so sometimes that's harder to do in the present, but that is part of what disintegration and integration is, is learning how to take the things that sucked or were painful or were difficult and use them for your good going forward. And that doesn't necessarily mean, um, that you have to help the whole world. You know, I want to remind you that you simply living your life, thriving, loving yourself, nurturing yourself, and holding that frequency is contributing to the good of the world. But more, more times than not, even if we're not having a podcast or, uh, having a blog or expressing ourselves in that way publicly in some way, anyone who has experiences that are difficult will encounter others who have experienced the same thing. And that is your opportunity for your experience to have purpose because you can relate to what someone else has been through and you can show them love and compassion. Cats and kittens, let me tell you about Meow Podcast on YouTube. This is our collaboration between myself, Andrea Land, Grieving Goddess, and Serafina of Fraggle Ing with Serafina. It's hard to believe that we have been doing Meow Podcast, M-E-O-W-W, on YouTube for almost a year now. Watch for a lot of exciting upcoming events this year. We host a global panel discussion and healing conversations about topics including metaphysical, socio-political, health, really all about aspects of human and non-human life. So come join us on the Owl Podcast. Please like, subscribe, hit that alarm button so that you get notifications of our episodes when they drop. We have many guests from Grooving Goddess and also from Fraggling with Serafina, as well as entirely different guests that you're not going to get on other podcasts. So come listen, watch, and enjoy Meow Podcast today. You can also find and follow our page on Instagram 
Meow Podcast and send us a DM if you would like to be on the show or you have any questions or comments or just want to say howdy. So come on down and start your stuff with us cats and kittens in these healing conversations. Meow Podcast. It's not a vibe. It's a frequency. Well, we did it, everybody. And I actually managed to shove the wireless earbuds in my ears long enough to record a rough cut of the song I felt inspired to write after recording this episode. I thought it would be fun, maybe not for you. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to let you in a little bit on the creative process of songwriting, how you get this flood of oh, these words, this melody, these lyrics, this thought, this expression that I'm trying to make, and then um, how you can spend, there's an um, right? Ummy, ummy, um, um. I need to write a song called The Anti-Um. You go through this process and it comes in like a flurry and you just kind of have to do it then. And so I probably spent, I don't know, maybe the last hour total that was a combination of getting the thought, getting the chorus, uh, hearing a verse, and then going to an app where you can get beats to use from other people, which I like this beat. I like the disco vibe, and I'm probably going to buy this uh, beat without his vocal markers from this beat artist. <laughs> I'll just leave that where it lays. Uh, so anyway, this is a rough cut of disintegration. And if you're paying close attention, you'll notice that my backup vocalist, Sophie, sneezes during the first little bit, which is kind of hilarious. So at any rate, this is like the first version. And I recorded four different versions of this, working out where the verses were going to go, writing more lyrics. Do I want to do it this way? Does it time the music that way? And the final product probably won't sound totally like this either because I will re-re-re-record it again since I have a dog sneeze on it and do it with the pro mic. And then I will add probably six or eight layers of backup vocals and phrases and embellishments and whatnot that make it even more interesting and complex and closer to what I hear in my head. So here is that and I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you so much for being here and for listening and as always feel free to skip forward through any and all ads. So much love to you and I may have a new episode out sooner than you might think, but we'll see what happens. I'm not committing myself to anything anymore that isn't in flow and feeling like a natural creation, not something that's on a schedule or a timeline when it comes to being creative.
Revolution Release the supplementation All tools achieve the same And I can only do it for me I'm coming in